Empire. Welcome to Political Football. This is the Super Bowl Review Week. We have a Super Bowl champion. It is Matt Stafford and his teammates, the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, obviously, I was very excited about this uh, and for other things during this game. Uh, before we get into that, let me bring in my co-host, Cleve. Cleve, how are you? How was watching the game for you? Uh, it was good. I mean, I, I watched it. As I said last week, I was going to watch it. Um, eh, meh. One of those... You know, it's Super Bowl, so I get it. I just, I don't know, I wasn't pumped, but, you know, I watched it. Well, we will get into uh, what made the game not necessarily the greatest football game ever played, but it was at least an exciting game. A producer, Jeff, you said last week that you just wanted it to be an exciting game at the end. Did you get your wish? Uh, well, yes, I did. And I watched it all the way through. Mm, good for you. Yeah. With the old man? Uh, yep, he said it was one of the happiest days of his life. Wow. <laughs> to man, watch Stafford. Stafford is like a come home as a king. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's out there anti-sweating the bungholes, but dad, so. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh it was um it was an entertaining game, but it wasn't the the greatest game ever played. And part of that was because of the coaching in this game. So the Rams win twenty three to twenty which came in under the over under, I think closed at 48 and a half. So mm -hmm. came in a little bit under and partly because both of these coaches had terrible games. I mean, whichever team lost was going to lose um, because of their coaching. They were playing not to lose. Cleve, is that sort of why you thought the game wasn't that great? Yeah. I mean, actually you hit that probably spot on, you know, I, I thought the, yeah, they were, they were being, I mean, you could tell by the amount of penalties that were not called until probably the end that they were playing a pretty clean, a clean way to go. Uh, no one was trying to show the other one up basically, but uh, I did think um, we were robbed of seeing Odell having a monster game. Cause I think he was on his way to having a monster game. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, Odell Beckham, and we kind of talked about that in the last episode that this set up for him to have a huge game. And we thought he'd come out and play well. And he has two catches for 52 yards and a touchdown. Uh, including the opening touchdown and a 35-yard catch to get them going in the in the second quarter, and then it's been confirmed since he did re-tear the ACL. So it's the, the same, same ACL one that he took. Oh, same man. one. Yeah, he's out. He's out yeah. at least until uh, October, November, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. With that, that's going to be yeah. six weeks into the season. Yeah, I was thinking that he missed that easy pass and then faked the injury, so he didn't look like he missed an easy pass on the Super Bowl. But then I think he actually hurt himself. So yeah, turf monster. Yeah, you can see when he he just stepped wrong. Mm -hmm. Jeff is at home. Take a salt tablet. Walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> you got to want closers. it. Walk it off, yeah. Junior. Oh, tough crowd. Well, speaking of Junior, uh, Jeff, you might not know this, but when Odell Beckham uh, forced the Browns to cut him earlier this year, his dad made an Instagram highlight video of all the times he was <laughs> wide open. And the quarterback awesome. missed him. Really? That was awesome. Um, yeah, that's that was the over the top thing. I think, I mean, I think Odell co-signed that, but I mean, I don't, you know what? His dad did it, so what? I mean, I would do it for my kid. Well, also, dad was right. Yeah, I would do yeah. it for my kid. So in, oh, I, I didn't write the stat down, but I believe in 27 games, I think it was 27 games with the Browns, Odell Beckham had seven touchdowns in 11 games with the Rams, he had seven touchdowns. It's criminal. It's criminal. So uh, I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but since we're talking about Odell right here, Cleve, what do you think he should do? He's a total free agent. Should he 
time with Los Angeles? Should he not sign with anybody and just wait until he gets healed and jump onto a contender next year? What do you think the best thing is? For I mean, I mean, a smart play would be to, to secure this back now. So, I mean, I would try to see if I could resign with, with the Rams. I mean, they gave him a shot and he seems to be happy to be there. He did all the right things being there. And, um, you know, he's got a camaraderie with the guys already. So, and, and he's on a Super Bowl winning team. So, you know, you're going to leave that situation for what, <laughs> what's the, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative would be you don't sign with anybody. You go through your rehab and then at Thanksgiving, you go to some team that's 11 and five and needs a wide receiver. I don't know, Baltimore and jump on, you know, like the same situation as this year, but he's actually in control of it because he doesn't have to sign with anybody. You know, I think that with the injury, because he was probably going to get like a three-year contract before the injury, mm-hmm. and now he's not going to get that. So, but he also got his ring, so maybe he just goes over to give him the most money. Yeah, I mean, but it's coming off a injury again to the same knee. So I forgot the the guy that played for Carolina back in the day that had three ACLs. It was a it was a linebacker, I think. Uh, Thomas Davis. Um, yeah, he and he ended up having an okay career, but he, you know, obviously he's not doing what Odell's doing. Well, yeah, as dude, far he, had, as, he had three legs. <laughs> yeah, if he had three ACLs, <laughs> he's got a he's got a leg up on the competition. True oh, that. Got True. him. <laughs> got him. It's good stuff. That's yeah, uh, I, that's. I mean, as a wide receiver, he's. He's also getting older. What is he now, like 29? He was a junior in 2014, so he was born in 1993. So two things, we're old, and that would make him 29, turning 29 this year. 1993 is my sophomore year in college, dude, so I'm old. Oh, Jeff and I were in fifth grade. So. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, because... April of 93 was the Chris Webber timeout. So we were in fourth grade for that. Wow. Shout out Mr. Verbanic. Um, and then, so that next fall, we would have grade. No wow. shout outs to my fifth grade teacher. She was racist and awful. Wow. Um, uh, anyways, that's enough about 1993 and us being old when Odell was born. It's just going to be interesting to see what he does, but I'm very happy for him that it turned out that he was right all along and the Browns suck and Baker couldn't hit him and, and all that. I'm just happy for him. Yeah, that, that was damning that this guy, <laughs> this guy had a quarterback to give him the ball. Damning. Yeah. And then um, you were talking about how the game didn't seem that great was coaching. Well, I made some notes about the coaching itself. So the Rams had five rushes on first down in the first quarter alone. Um, now, every time a team runs the ball on first down, I swear because I hate it. Um. And they did it five times in the first quarter. So, Cleve, five rushes on first down in the first quarter. Obviously, that means it was working, though, right? Mm-hmm. How many total yards did they get on these five first down carries? Total yards. Uh, 15. Nine. Nine. Mixing? So yeah, so total. So, wow, okay. five carries on first down for nine total yards. So, on average, you're starting at second and eight. Because it's just, like, clearly you couldn't run. So, of course, Sean McVay saw this in the first quarter and adjusted his strategy. No, he did not. So by the end of the third quarter, the Rams had rushed the ball 18 times and had zero successful rushes. That means they had no rushes that added EPA, added expected points mm-hmm. to their outcome. Right, zero. According to Next Gen Stats, there's only been 
three other times when a team through three quarters has rushed for no, with no successful rushes mm-hmm. and all those teams rushed for single digit carries because they realize they can't run. So they quit and try to throw the ball. Right. And so now we're in the biggest game ever for Sean McVay. And he is just insisting on trying to run Cam Akers, who cannot do anything in this game. The Rams averaged 6.9 yards per pass and 1.7 yards per rush. Mm. And trying to run uh, when you can't, created like 87 first-round picks for Matt Stafford, and you have white Jerry Rice at wide receiver, like, it's, it's criminal. And if they had lost this game, they probably wouldn't fire Sean McVay, but it would have been a fireable offense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, that you know, and that's partly why I said the, and this is the the boomer take always, guys. You know, I'm I love a good rushing attack. But if it ain't working because you didn't pack it to go for the game, then you gotta you gotta go with the hot hand. You know, Cooper should have had like 800 yards. Yeah, and the thing about the boomer take is not that like the running game is boring or anything like that it's that it's inefficient so it used to be that you would run to set up the pass and to set up play action it's flipped now passing is the more efficient way to move the ball down the field mm-hmm. so you run as the change up yep right you run to catch people off guard um and to convert like short yardage situations you don't just run on first and 10 over and over and over and over again it's inefficient you're going to have been second and long uh too too frequently but the rams weren't the only team that had some terrible coaching in this game. Uh, Joe Burrow only threw two passes more than 15 yards downfield in the first half. Is that a protection thing? Not in the first half. <laughs> that ended up being a problem later. Mm. But uh, And one of them, of course, was that bomb to uh, Jamar Chase. And now, Cleve, you made an interesting point. Um, at the end of the game, in the text thread, you said that Chase was invisible. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many catches and yards he had in this game? No, I know he was wide open on the last on the last play. He was wide open. He could have shit showered and shaved by the time <laughs> he got to the end. So he could have literally did that. So Jamar Chase in this game had five catches for 89 yards, which is not bad. I mean, that's not a bad game from wide receiver, but it's interesting that you said he was invisible. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a testament to like expectations for Jamar Chase now or a reflection on the flow of the game? Oh, I think like, it's, I think it's flow. I mean, you're talking about a guy that had a, a stellar, stellar rookie campaign and um, coming off of, you know, a, a hot playoff run to, to in this game be pedestrian because 82 yards is pedestrian compared to what he's what he was doing prior in the in the uh, the last probably the last quarter of the season. You know, he was the go to guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. I think they also could have gained him quite a few, quite a few more targets because mm-hmm. uh, he only had five catches in the now five for 89 is like 16 yards a catch. So that is nothing to sneeze at, but he did get a lot yeah, of it mean, on one a, play in a regular game. Yeah. But in, in, in the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm going to the sideline like, yo, I'm open, dude, get me the ball or get me open, throw me open or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that his bomb in the first quarter, though, that was sick one handed catch. Do you remember in the preseason where people were like, I don't know about him. I'm not sure he can catch. Yeah. Well, they said he couldn't see the laces or the laces with the problem. Cause like, I guess white laces versus black laces. You can't see the ball coming at you. I don't, I don't know. Bullshit. Well, I think those concerns might've been a little bit overblown and this is a good lesson for like 
when we get into next off season and next training camp, mm-hmm. there's going to be more of these things. Like not all information you get in training camp is terrible like this, but it's not mm-hmm. all useful either. And there's a skill in figuring out what's useful and what's not. Yeah. And Jamar Chase can't catch was definitely not useful. Yeah, it was the dumbest take ever. <laughs> now, the other wide receiver for the Bengals in this game, T. Higgins, four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. So combined, Chase and Higgins were nine for 189 and two. So combined, they were they were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the first play of the second half, T. Higgins scores a 75-yard touchdown where he yanks Jalen Ramsey down by the face mat. Yeah. And... Like that sort of thing happens. So my question is, should plays like that be reviewable? Yes. Mm, and why is that? Well, I mean, it was a. It wasn't like they got t- like they got t- tied up. Like they were fi- hand fighting or whatever, or bumping each other on the run. You know, playing for position. Um, if it was something where he made a move, like a double step, or it's like a like an up and go, where Jalen just lost him in the clouds. That. But it's clearly like he, I mean, and not for nothing, Ramsey kind of tried to flop it to to get the flag. But at that point, when you're pulling my face mask, I'm going to commit a penalty at that point. Like, I'm not going to let you get a 75-yard bomb. So the minute you pulled me, I'm pulling you, and we're going to the ground or whatever it is. You know, it's easier said than done, and I'm I'm armchair quarterback in here. But those that play should have been reviewable, based on how many times they went back to review it on on instant replay. I'm like, no one saw this? Well, the thing is, you can't review penalties, but I think that they need to look into that. I agree with you. I think because some penalties, I don't think you should be able to review the judgment penalties, but it would not have been a penalty for offensive pass interference. No. It would have been a face mask penalty, Correct. and that is pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so that's not even a judgment call. So personally, I think they should be able to review these non-judgment once holding pass interference i'm not so sure about mm-hmm. about that but um something like a face mask for sure they should be able to mm-hmm. take a look at that because they can they, they can see that clearly but it was obviously a huge a huge uh play play in the game for the bengals um cleve do you know how many total yards matt stafford threw for in this game uh i want to say 280 286 not bad, two eighty three. Two eighty three, yeah. I, I I knew it was something, um, because someone was asking me, um, do quarterbacks throw for like three hundred yards? I was like, it could happen, you know. I was like, he, you know. So, early in the fourth quarter, in the text thread, you said, and I quote, Stafford has his Lions jersey on, stinking up the joint. That's what he threw it through the pick. <laughs> 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 okay so i just want to i just want to point this out i did not say anything back yeah no, to this, of course to this slander not. of course you to this slander you didn't but I when the rams got the, i was baiting you i was baiting you when the rams got the ball back down 20 to 16 with about six minutes to go i texted and i said the rams will take the lead on this drive now i want the audience to know cleve did not write back either because he knew he was getting baited yeah <laughs> the um Outcome of of course is that the Rams did take the lead on that drive, mm-hmm. and we had the play. What I actually think is one of the better plays. You know, like it, it should be in the pantheon of great Super Bowl plays. There was like the Lynn Swan catch, helmet mm-hmm. catch, um, you know, all sorts of crazy plays. And that's the no look pass from Matt Stafford on the game winning drive. Cleve, did you catch that it was no look when it happened? 
No, I no, I didn't. I had to see it on a replay that he like he looked this guy off. Yeah, it was um in real time when I saw it, I was too wrapped up in rooting for Cooper Cup um because hmm. I needed him on FanDuel. Yeah. So when he so when Cup caught it, I was like too busy being excited, and it wasn't until actually after the game, uh, watching Scott Van Pelt, where he pointed it out. And he stared down Bryson Hopkins the entire route. And when he let the ball go, Cooper Cup was directly behind Hopkins, cutting across the field with mm-hmm. the safety right in the path. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't just a no-look for show. It had it, He had to do it to get Cup open. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a 20-yard yeah. rope, no-look. I mean, yeah. in the Super Bowl, got to have it drive. I mean, I just thought it was one of the most amazing throws, especially in such a clutch situation like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's why I said you look your guy off. I mean, it's something that we see in college. We see it in high school a lot sometimes, you know, where a, re- a receiver and a, and a quarterback has such um, syn- synchronicity. Like they can, you know, like, you know, if it's a if it's a up and out, right, or a, a or a flag post or whatever it is, like he knows how, he knows he's going to get there. But I have to look the defender, look at the defender. And I know that I can get this ball to him. So he looked his guy off. Cooper knew the ball was going to be there. Just just get there. Get to the spot. Well, that's the thing, too. And we were, uh, I, you know, I showed Megan this highlight yesterday. And she brought up a good point. She was like, how did Cooper Cup know to catch it? Right? Because the quarterback's not looking at him. And I realized I had not even acknowledged the amazing play from Cooper Cup on that play. Stafford, it's obvious because it's a no-look throw. But in effect, Cooper Cup got, like, think-fasted, mm-hmm. right? Because all of a sudden, this ball's coming in, like, you know, super hard. And he just catches it clean, right in stride. It keeps running. So I don't want to overlook that it was amazing play by both of them. Well, yeah, we I'm not going to yeah. say again, Jeff. That's why we need bullies. So you yeah. think fast and just throw it in their face. <laughs> you know, that happens to him, you know, 10 or 12 times. He learns. He just knows how to catch it. In uh, in playing football, what what happens in the huddle, right? Especially on pass plays, if you're not if you're not part of the protection package, every receiver is being told that you're you're an option, right? So you're gonna get the ball possibly, but with Cooper being the number one option on most of the probably most of the target share, he probably says, "Hey, Cooper, I'm gonna look for you here. Just get in position to catch to make the catch." And he may have looked Cooper off to get someone else, but it broke just the right way because he said he looked the linebacker in or forgot who the who the guy was. He looked him in. So um, on every pass play for those of our listeners who are lay people and stuff like that, every receiver is an option because you go through what they call your reads and whatever your hot read becomes, it's it. So mostly I think Cooper probably was the first and only option on that play. It's just that, you know what, break on the ball and get ready to catch this because it's, it's coming your way. I mean, I totally I totally agree with that, that um, all receivers should be ready mm-hmm. to have the ball come towards them on any single play because you never know. However, at the point Matt Stafford threw the ball, there were two facts. One, Matt Stafford was not looking at Cooper Cup, and two, Cooper Cup was not open. Well, yeah, I mean, you, so, yeah, you, you like I said, some <laughs> sometimes these guys, these guys have a um, like a setup. It's like, hey, I'm a, like, I mean, you see it all the time where you'll see a guy like, was that a tender for him? <laughs> like, cause you you wonder if that was the read, 
and sometimes you know the ball doesn't slip. It just I'm a, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw it to the spot. Peyton Manning was was excellent at at doing that. He would throw guys open yes. all the time, all the time. I went to um the Thanksgiving Day game against the Colts in 2004 mm-hmm. for the Lions, and Manning threw for like six touchdowns or something ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure he never actually threw it at a receiver. Like, I think he just threw it to a spot and yeah. Marvin Harrison or Brandon Stokely or Dallas Clark just magically appeared in that in that position. And that's sort of what we saw here from Stafford, except he wasn't even looking at the spot where he was throwing. Um, and speaking of Matt Stafford, Cleve, I'm about to make a statement. And I'm very curious your reaction to it because I don't know how you're going to take this. Okay. Matt Stafford is a lock for the Hall of Fame. I um I think um whatever you smoked, banged, huffed, sniffed, injected, snorted, you should give to me and Jeff because <laughs> I think that we have to table this for discussion right now. Okay. Wow. This is presuming, of course, that that Matt Stafford doesn't like get hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. That he plays, he's thirty four. Um, mm-hmm. so this is presuming that he plays another four or five years at high level, mm-hmm. and of course he's a quarterback, so he can play a couple mm-hmm. more, right? How many, how to, how to, how to ask this, how, where do you think when he retires, he will rank on the all time passing yards list? I think he's 12 now, 12th now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he's five yards from 50,000. Yep. So, um, when it's all said and done, barring that he doesn't get injured or he doesn't retire early, if he, if he, if we're talking a seven, seven year itch here. I think he can get to fifth on that list. He is going to retire in second place for sure. The only person who's going to have him is Brady. He's 34,000 behind Brady right now. This is assuming Brady stays retired. Mm. Uh, so he's 30. So he's 34,000 behind Brady at 4,500 a year over seven years. That's 28. That's 32 ish. He's going to get right there. He's going to finish second. Who's the three? Who's the three? It's Brady, it's Brady Breeze, and who's number three? Five or maybe I don't know. Either way, he's gonna he's because Brady's so far out in front. Like Stafford's gonna finish second, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be hard to catch Brady. It's like the Jerry Rice receiving touchdowns. Oh like, yeah, no. whoever's in second is doing great. Yeah, so he'll have more yards than anybody but Brady. He's going to pass Marino in touchdowns. He has as many rings now as Drew Brees, as Aaron Rodgers, more than Philip Rivers, who's going, more than Dan Marino, who's already in. Mm-hmm. He's a lock. He's one hundred percent a lock. He's going. So, so here's the here's the counter argument to that. He spent twelve years, right, of his career losing. He has one fucking Pro Bowl, right? He has he might he might have one All Pro. Stop mm-hmm. me at any time because I'm, I'm 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 I'll be here all night. Try to veal. Um. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff loves my one-liners. <laughs> Love this guy. Um, but just giving a counter-argument. And I, and the reason I set this up, I'm not saying that he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's a lock. I think that's that's where we're having a little hiccup here, for me at least. He's like, again, he's 34, and we got quarterbacks playing now until they're 47, whatever. Um, he ain't going to make it that long. He's yeah. broken his back before. He's going to make it to 47. <laughs> 40 so, maybe maybe so the super bowl does help but remember i asked you and matt last year a couple of times when we talked about hall of fame and and you and i you know always talk errors and all that kind of stuff what is the criteria for making the hall of fame isn't it isn't it 
at its base level, isn't it like you've you've e either innovated doing something that has never been done and you changed the game in some kind of way, or you were like that person. Like Matt's never been like a top five guy in anything. He's never led, he's never statistically led the league in anything positive except interceptions. And and he played for a losing franchise for 12 years. The losing, the losing is is part of the why he's not a lock. He has to now he has to build up the equity. The Super Bowl actually is definitely currency in his pocket. Definitely has a Super Bowl ring. That doesn't make you a Hall of Famer, but we can't You're, discount the 13, the, I'm sorry, the 12 years prior. The problem is that your argument about the Lions is the argument I'm going to use to bury you in this in this discussion. And here's Let's why. Go. The Lions, no, it'll be ter terrible. He did take him to the playoffs three times, which for the Lions is incredible. That's also incredible for the Jets. Times, yeah, but he, yeah, but he couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, and you guys, but, and you guys aren't, and and for for those who've who've listened for a very long time on the show, and you Dave and I go at each other's all our franchises all the time. You know, you they've been losing thirty years before we were existing. So here we have it. But you guys act like it wasn't talented talents on that team. You guys had a few good receivers during his time. There were a couple of guys there that could have made it. It's just the other areas, the blocking, probably some of the defense, you know, stuff like that. You know, you guys always had like an excellent kind of good running game. So it, so you guys weren't like this trash franchise that I always try to make you guys out to be, but 12 years, man, one, one all pro one pro bowl 12 years even eli manning has more than that sure uh here's the problem is that since matt stafford came into the league he leads all quarterbacks in fourth quarter and overtime comeback victories and he's done that on a team that doesn't win very much so he there's it's very hard to make the argument that he's the reason that they were losing based on that stand in detroit then he goes to la and wins a Super Bowl his first year out of Detroit. Well, so yeah, it is very you hard to make the argument that the losing was because of him. Okay. so And comes back in the fourth quarter. So so here's the thing. So that's he was the innovation, of, right? He was, right. <laughs> there we go, Jeff. He was part of the losing. Uh, he was a, a critical part of the lo losing, right? Because he, you guys went 0-16 with Megatron. I, I always, I'm amazed at that, right? <laughs> amazed at that shit. Yeah. That, 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 that's so insane to me. Yes, but, but Stafford was not on that team. But. Oh, he wasn't there? No, they drafted him first overall because they had the first overall pick because they went winless. He was not on that team. Because they went win. Okay, so if you were to put Matt Ryan on the 49ers next year and they won a Super Bowl, is Matt a Hall of Famer? Because he has more wins. He has more wins than Stafford does. Winning there, seasons than Stafford does. There's a, chance, so, there's a chance Matt Ryan might make it anyhow. If he were to win a Super Bowl, he's probably in for sure because he even has an MVP. Um, the Super Bowl loss. So, and but Super, like, but Super Bowls. I mean, Super Bowls aren't. That's not the. That's not the currency that gets you into. Because Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers is going to get in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't have a Super Bowl. Uh, that's true. There's a, there's many different ways of getting in and putting up huge stats and winning Super Bowls are two of the great ways to get there. The other is winning a lot of games. And Matt Stafford's got two of the three. Stafford's got three hundred and twenty three. And I'm going off of memory here. This is not. I don't have any notes in front of me. I think he has three hundred and twenty three touchdowns which is like a hundred more than Vic and or something like that. And he has like all the old guys, like the, the Marinos and, and, and those guys, 
he has a lot more touchdowns. So I'll, I'll give him that. I'm not saying that he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying that he's not. I just, the lock thing, when people are talking, lock. oh, this is a lock for it. Lock it up. Give me, give me two up. more, give me two more playoff runs. And if you got another Super Bowl up your, up your ass, then Hall of Fame lock. But now. So not only does he, so here's the thing. There's another quarterback who came in the league two years later, who's well known for fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, also for having a great deep ball, uh, having prolific wide receivers and has won a Super Bowl. And that's Russell Wilson. And here's what I'm going to say. Russell Wilson is going to the Hall of Fame. Matt Stafford is superior to Russell Wilson statistically and is now tied in Super Bowls. Matt Stafford has a better argument to make the Hall of Fame than Russell Wilson. And Russ is going for sure. Russ is a half a season quarterback. Russ, Russ, Russ is like eight games and then there's a, then there's a collapse. Go if you go look at that, you know I'm talking about this is after Legion of Boom because he he owes the Legion of Boom, um, that Super Bowl. That might be that I mean that might be the case. He's still going to the Hall of Fame, and Matt Stafford has a better argument than Russell. Wilson. But but see uh, again, Matt, Matt Matt doesn't have as many winning seasons as Russell does. That's I think that's what you're missing. Like like I get the numbers. Because if, if that's a numbers thing, then a lot of guys are going to go based on just numbers and durability and playing. You know what I'm saying? It sucks that he played in Detroit for so long, but you guys paid him a king's ransom at the time and then got no creativity with the cap to get anybody else to help him. So, of course, the guy stayed there 12 years and had shit to show for it. Then the first year out of there, he wins the Super Bowl. He has, he has, an, amazing, he has an amazing playoff run. He beats Brady. Beats Brady. Producer Jeff, I don't know what your capabilities are right now, but can you Google NFL all-time passing yards leaders? It's not going to be any yeah. of the old guys. Favre is probably the only one that's going to be close to any anything to the top. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to pull it up here as well because everybody's I, at thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand. There's new, like this new crop when they change the passing rules. All these the Brady's in them. Th this is why that never is going to get broken. To me, those records yesteryear are way more impressive. Thirty thousand yards or forty thousand yards is way more impressive in, in a very ultra aggressive league. The league now. Okay, Cleve. So I got it. I got it pulled up here because I wasn't sure if Jeff was able to uh, to pull it up or not. So I'm just going to read off the names starting at the top. I got this it. Is current. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Okay. No, Jeff. Jeff, you do it. This will be much more interesting. Um, uh, Jeff, can you read off starting at number one, which is Tom Brady, and just read off the names, Cleve? I want you to tell me if they're in the Hall of Fame or if they're going. Go the ahead. Names. The names, not the yards. Just the names. Just okay. the names. I want the no. yards later, but just the names. Number one, Tom Brady, Hall of Fame. Own wing. He has his Number own two, wing. Drew Brees. Hall of Fame. Number three, Peyton Manning. Hall of Fame. Number Which four, Hall of Fame. Brett Favre. Hall of Fame. He's I mean, he's already in. Number five, Ben Roethlisberger. Hall of Fame. Wow. Six, Philip Rivers. Hall of Fame. Seven, Winning Dan Marino. Season. Hall of Fame. Eight, Matt Ryan. Um, not not for me. Not no, for me no. Okay, all right. So Number keep nine. going. Yep. Eli Manning. See, I'm not. Yeah, because of, because of the two Super Bowls, but he's a 500 quarterback. 
10, Aaron Rodgers. Hall of Fame. 11, John Elway. Hall of Fame. And number 12. Number 12, Matthew Stafford. So everybody on this list ahead of him, you said is in the Hall of Fame except for Matt Ryan. Stafford will finish number two on this list. He will beat Drew Brees and have as many Super Bowls as Drew Brees. He is a lock to make it. What, a lock what to make is, it. Jeff, what's, um, what's Drew Brees' um, yardage? Is it 70? Drew Brees, 80,358. 80,000. So, and uh, where's Brady? Uh, 84. 84,520. 84, okay. uh, so it's 30. So he's 30,000 debris, right? In yards. He's 34 years old. So if you play seven more seasons, 30 divided by seven is four and change. It's 4,000 so yards per season. He has, have, he, he has to have, he has to have the season that he just had for the next seven fucking years. No, he had 4,800 yards this year. If he has the season like he had this year, he can do it in but he uh, led six. The, but he led, he led the league in picks this year. He led the league in picks this year. Yes, but if you look at uh, Jeff, real quick, can you pull up all-time interceptions thrown by quarterbacks? Um, it's gonna be Brett Favre, dude. <laughs> best, the best quarterbacks throw a lot of interceptions because the best quarterbacks take a lot of risks. Also, he throws a lot of interceptions because his team's losing a lot. But uh, the best teams that's also not, commit more penalties. It's that's just not Hall of Fame. That's not Hall of Fame worthy. Like you can't, you can't. Okay, when my team's down, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get reckless. You can't do that. Uh, that's exactly what you need to do because it doesn't matter how much you lose by. Um, loss is I would, a loss. I, I don't know. I don't know the – which is why it doesn't matter how much you lose by. So you might as well get reckless and try to come back. I um don't know who the top five are for all-time interceptions thrown, but I bet at least four of them are in the Hall of Fame relaxed to make it. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we're going by number of interceptions. Yeah. Yes. Brett Favre, three thirty-six. <laughs> number one. Oh, he's number six. Uh, three thirty-six. John Haddle is two sixty-eight. I don't know who that is. He, don't he's. He, I don't think he's in. Number three. Vinny Testaverde, two hundred sixty-seven. Wow. Vinny's up there. Huh? Vinny is not going to make it, but we also no. can't say Vinny was trash. No, no, Vinny was not. No. So we've got also. Um, I don't know any of these people, but Johnny Unitas, 253, Dan Marino, 252, Peyton Manning, 251. Yeah. I mean, what, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, good what, quarterbacks throw a lot of interceptions. Where's Stafford on this list? Is he is he in the top 20? It's weird. I don't see him on this list. You don't see him yeah. on this list? He, he he'll be there. there. He'll, he'll be there because he's yeah. a good quarterback. He'll he's prolific. I mean, he'll, he's going to be up there. So, but that's my point. Like, he's... He's going to make it. His statistical profile is there. He's got a ring. He's he's going to make it. Like that's that's what it is. Um, uh, speaking of somebody who is for sure going to make the Hall of Fame, we have the person who I thought should have been MVP of the Super Bowl, and that is Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald stuffs the third and one run on the Bengals' last drive, and then gets the pressure on Burrow to force the throw away. When, as you noted, Jamar Chase was running wide open. I believe he might have been offsides, but I do love Aaron Donald, and I think he's a very dominant player. Um, and I think he, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame first ballot whenever he decides to get out. But there is uh, some film out there that makes him look like he's offsides. <laughs> Just saying. well, Robin's racing. You ain't cheating. You're not trying. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, and let's not forget the Bengals got a 75 yard touchdown because they threw the defender down by the face mask. So if we got a little bit of an offside on this one, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. The 
the um the Bengals have to pro- uh, protect Joe Burrow going forward, or he, that kid won't play five years. Yeah, he's going to get Andrew Luck if they don't yeah, get him protected. Yeah, he's going to play five years. Too. But the Bengals have the third most cap space in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the offensive line is you don't need five all-stars. You just can't have any tomato cans. And so I don't. I think it won't be a problem. If they could go, like on Madden with the cap room they have, they can just go and sign five seventy-eight rated offensive linemen across the board. <laughs> It'd just be like, because it'd be an improvement because I got like two sixty twos right now. So like you can just hire a bunch of average players across the board and then try to draft one or maybe you spend a lot of money to talk about like Taron Armstead, maybe something like that the, to come in. But they definitely need to upgrade that offensive line a lot. Just like the Chiefs did this year. Yeah, the fact, and I was going to say that. the 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 So I didn't like the game, as, as you guys know. But what I did, what I did notice, and again, this these are my talking points. When it comes to the art of quarterbacking, you saw a confident quarterback with the receivers that they have and the experience of playing quarterback versus a guy that looked like a two-year player coming in, um, acting like he was going to walk in the park and do that. Ryan looked, I'm sorry, um, Stafford looked very comfortable at, at times. Joe Burrow. When when his knee got racked a little bit, he was like, "Oh my god, I need I need you guys to make a fucking block, please. Yes. Make a fucking block, make it, a block." Because Vaughn Miller and Aaron, and and Aaron Donald are terrorizing me. It's the same when when um in the in the uh well where Cam didn't even want to go for a fumble because he just felt like, "Are you guys gonna block these ends or what?" Because I'm getting killed. So I I did like watching. Stafford operate the offense like a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow is playing, just trying to keep up. Yep. And now Aaron Donald, of course, did not win the MVP. The MVP went to Cooper Cup. Eight catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, Cleve, who is the only wide receiver to win the receiving triple crown, offensive player of the year, and a Super Bowl MVP in their career? Jerry Rice. That's right. He's the only one to ever do it in an entire career. Yeah. Cooper Cup did it this season. Yeah, that's an, <laughs> that goes to show you how dope that was. <laughs> and we 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 probably is, will never see that again. Not it would be very not, hard. yeah not not that it, you couldn't write that in a Hollywood script and make someone believe that like that you know that's a oh that's in the script no okay that's a little embellished there. Yeah, because winning the receiving triple crown means you probably win offensive player of the year. Those two probably yeah. go together, but that's very hard to do. Most catches, most yards, and most touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard enough. And then you also have to win the Super Bowl and be the MVP of the game all in the same year. Yeah, this. I mean, it's, yeah, it's. I mean, it goes to show you, uh, you know, how. To me, he should have been the league MVP. I mean, it's a fair argument because just thinking about how my, I mean, what was the total yards? like his total yards, like 2000 something. Including the playoffs. He was at like 2150 <laughs> in the regular season. He finished with ni- Yeah. Just, yeah. In the regular season, he had 1947. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. 2150. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how is, how is that not MVP worthy in the entire league? Cause no one, 
like you said, Rice, who's the greatest receiver, damn near all, mm-hmm. arguably one of the greatest football players ever to live. And yes. he does it over a career. This this dude does it in a, in an 18-week season. It's insane. That's MVP yeah, it's worthy, just, bro. It's just absolutely nuts. So we got, yeah, congratulations to Los Angeles Rams. Uh, to my sister-in-law, Jen, her, her her family are huge Rams fans who went to the game with back in October, right? Went out to L.A., mm-hmm. went with her family to see the Rams and the Lions. So it was really cool seeing them win. Uh, I hope that for the Super Bowl, they improved the food in the stadium so they didn't embarrass <laughs> themselves. Did Kroenke own the team when they won in St. Louis or no? No, wasn't it? Oh, I want to say, wasn't it? Wasn't it a lady? I think so. Who owned it then? I, I, um, yeah, and I, 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 it, it, I, Mars shot came to mind, but that, right, that's the Nazi that owned the, the Reds, the um, Reds, yeah, um, allegedly. Um, <laughs> I mean, allegedly Nazi, she did own the Reds. Um, Griffy about it. <laughs> um, oh, it's gonna drive me crazy because, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure it was, it was an older lady that owned them the, the, the first time, okay. but, um, yeah, for, uh, this guy to scheme his way out of St. Louis to LA and then win the, you know, second year in the stadium. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, they're incredible. Uh, back-to-back years, the team playing at home won, though. Yeah. Yeah. Bucks last year, this year, you know. Um, was it next year? Arizona? No chance. Arizona. <laughs> no chance. Uh, no chance. The year after that, Vegas. Mm, let's see if McDaniels can bring a Super Bowl ring to these guys. <laughs> And I think I think after that it's back in Miami. I don't know. I think it's another boring place again after that. I worry about um, some of these pro athletes winning championships in Vegas. Like somebody's gonna get hurt partying what? afterward. <laughs> yeah, for trying to fight Alvin Kamara or share the road with Henry Ruggs. Man. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. I. It's funny. It's funny you say that, uh, Jeff, because it's very common for NFL players to turn up in Vegas after they lose. In fact, Patrick Mahomes was spotted somewhere in Cosmo after they lost to the Bengals, like three days later. Um, it's just a very common thing to do to go to Vegas after you lose a, you lose a big game. And I have to say, if I had millions of dollars and had just lost a big game, I might go to Vegas too. Shit. Nah, dude, I'm, I'm going when they have warm little drinks with umbrellas in them. And you, you can go to Vegas. <laughs> get anything in vegas <laughs> not the roosevelt right well i mean the hollywood roosevelt's got those uh as well especially in the pool cabana suites mm, the hollywood roosevelt mm. <laughs> mr bottom tooth here we go <laughs> we should try to we should try to find I'm, this probably isn't publicly available but see like which journalists celebrities visitors going to the super bowl stayed at the roosevelt and they're they're getting a shameless plug like hard here, man. In the fucking I mean, it was world. all right. It, it was all right. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a nice hotel, um, a bit older, probably haunted. If you're into that sort of thing, yeah, that's probably a um, murder in each room, right? I mean, I would I would assume so. Um, oh, but like the problem is that Hollywood itself is garbage. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's dirty. They don't take care of the homeless population like. It, the, the neighborhood is terrible. Hotel was nice, but I'm never staying in Hollywood ever again. It's Beverly Hills for me. <laughs> or Bel Air. I think, I think uh, Weezer said it best. <laughs> An island in the sun with Cleve with his uh, fruity drinks. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with a fruity drink, all right? 
No, hell no, bro. Sandy, sandy uh, your toes, bro. I'm drink, no, it's fine. Day over a, sitting at a heater. I'm just going to drink this pissed water because it's masculine. It's fine. Bud Light. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to call him out, um, but one of my one of my friends from back in Michigan, we were out in Vegas one time, and we we're at this place, and they've got, like, infinite beers on tap. I mean, just it just the entire length. It's, it had to be 30 yards long, double row, all these beers. And he was like, yeah, I just want a Bud Light because that's what I like. Um, And I don't drink beer, so I don't want to be too judgy, but I have to say, like, you can't show up to that place in order of Bud Light. Is that, is that, is, am I, am I off base here? No, that's, I mean, that's like what you get at a game. It's like snake piss. You know, you might say, hey, give me a Keystone. <laughs> it's like gasoline beer. Yeah, uh, Jeff, I'll tell you who it is off air. Um, <laughs> it was not Jeff, by the way. <laughs> no, well, no. Well, I knew because I would have gotten a, a rum and coke or something. <laughs> um, respectable. Get, get me my strawberry daiquiris. I'm out here making fun of Cleve. Like, I don't like the fruity drinks myself. Um, <laughs> all right. So the game itself, of course, was not incredible, but it did have an exciting ending. The halftime show was pretty great, and we did talk a lot about the prop bets for the halftime show last week. Mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost, Snoop did not smoke during the performance. He smoked right before and on camera, yeah, but I not saw, during the performance. Yeah, so I, someone caught him it's like just puffing away there, getting ready. Um, so that bet did not did not win. If you bet yes, however. I did hit both of my prop bets because I bet next episode is the first song and mm -hmm. Snoop to be the first to speak. So I'll, was uh, we did. Was any, any, on uh, it was plus 500 for uh, next episode and plus 300 for Snoop. Mm -hmm. So in total, eight, eight to one. Mm -hmm. um, so if any of the listeners tailed me on that, on that bet, congratulations, you, uh, you won. Now the performance itself was, was pretty good you know i like all these artists and i thought i thought it was it was good but of course the nfl had to screw this up because they were not going to have all these black artists on and just let them do do their thing and there were three things that they tried to do to control and they only got away with two of them cleve do you know what the three things about the show the nfl tried to censor were mm, probably user pro profanity yes but actually no because you just they just won't Okay. But, you know, Snoop knows not to go out there and start cussing on, on TV. Gotcha. So um, unless he's at the NHL All-Star game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so the three things that the, that the NFL tried to censor. First, they did not want Eminem to kneel. Because he did it in rehearsal. And the story came out afterwards that the NFL knew he was going to kneel, which is true. They're leaving out the part where they told him not to. And he did it anyways. And they must not be familiar with his prior works because you can't really yeah, tell him Eminem what you to do. You can't trust it. Yeah. Do him. <laughs> um, the second one is that they told Dr. Dre that he could not say the line, uh, still not loving police from still DRE. Yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah. And he said it anyways. Yep. Uh, and I think, I think because of that, they censored Kendrick, um, because during all right, he has a line where he says, uh, we hate Popo, want to kill us dead in the street for show. And it just didn't appear, but his mouth kept moving. Mm. Um, and so I don't know if like CBS censored it or what happened there, but mm. 
basically the three things the NFL did not want these artists to speak on was mm-hmm. the police and attitude towards the police, either through Eminem kneeling um, in support of Colin Kaepernick, who of course was kneeling for police brutality, and then to not have Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre speak in their songs about how they don't like the police. And the thing is, I don't want to shock any listeners out there, but by and large, we don't particularly like the police that much and they don't like us. So <laughs> I don't think it should be shocking to hear Dr. Dre say, still not loving the police. Cleve, what do you think about all this? I mean, I think it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's part for the course. Um, I think the, I think all these artists are established enough to don't give a shit to, to be told, Hey, don't do that. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm stay, I'll be on right. stage in 10 seconds and you watch me do my thing. Um, you know, so yeah, it didn't really, I mean that, I mean, if the entire, like if, if it was like an NWA song, like fuck the police, the entire song was that I, I, I understand, I understand, but it's a line from a song that it's not going to tear up the entire world. You know, I mean, you know, well, not only that, you invited these artists to perform. Yeah. So like, you know, you know what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, you're inviting the guy from NWA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, you're inviting Eminem to, to perform. Like you have to imagine they're going to do some of this stuff. And the thing is, you know, either don't invite them, which of course would be a terrible look. Or just let them say their lines from their songs because then some people will be mad about it and some people talk about it. And for the NFL, that's really all that all that matters. I don't understand why they are so hell-bent on trying to control that particular discussion within the league. It's not like the players are going to mutiny and like start throwing coaches mm-hmm. you know, out of helicopters mm-hmm. or something. Like You can have this conversation around the NFL. It's not the NBA has it. I, I, I don't understand. It's like I said, I mean, they didn't care, you know, and I'm pretty sure half the people there, you know, watching the show didn't care either. Like no one went there to, for it to be a political thing anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like no one went there to like, I hope they say that line. No one gave a shit, dude. Right. I mean, well, that's the thing is that um, not not Mary J. Blige as much. But all the other artists, maybe not 50 either, who showed up randomly upside down. Um, oh, man, and who, they, by the way, they went uh, to town the, on this guy. But hey, he's, a, he's <laughs> the, one of the biggest trolls out there. So it's just kind of like it's kind of like your turn. I mean, they I were, mean, they were coming at him hard. It's a little mean to call him one of the biggest trolls. I mean, he's 50 now. You know, it happens to all of us. You know, Dude, do, do you um, do you ever, do you ever see any of his handiwork like when he's going after someone? Like he does not stop. It's relentless. So like, yes, he's actually um there's a story that came into the poker world because uh Randall Emmett, who is a TV producer and big time amateur poker player, but very good, mm-hmm. um owed fifty cent like a million dollars or something that he wow. took, you know, while the gambling or something. Um it was taking a while to pay it back. And it's like Randall Emmett's broke. He's got hundreds of millions, a movie producer, yeah. the whole thing. Um and I can't, re- oh man, I cannot remember exactly what Randall Emmett said back in this text. It was basic. It basically translated to, oh my God, I am so scared. I'm going to pay you immediately. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I do. I, I do know. Um, uh, uh, and he, oh man, he either, 
typoed 50s name. Something. Yeah, he called him Fofty. Sorry, Fofty. Oh, Fofty. Man. <laughs> uh, right before the World yeah. Series 2. This is the 2019, I think. I think this was right before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, well, due, yeah, to, I have seen, due to like, rampant inflation, 50 Cent is now going to be called 76 Cent. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they were... I, I, I'm not I, I'm because I'm a trainer, that so I'm not into body shaming, but it, it got bad for him, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I looked it up, that. and it's literally how much fifty cents from two thousand three is worth today. Yeah, people, but did you see the video of him that. pulling himself up like before the performance? Yeah, he it, just that made it worse. <laughs> did it? I I thought he just uh, just adeptly just grabbed the the you know the ceiling of the thing and just pulled himself up and was just. But then when he, but I, what do when I he know? was top side, everyone was like, whoa, because he's wearing like one of the old G unit T-shirts was like, whoa, like, man, like that didn't fit like that in 2003. <laughs> Maybe that's the only way he wouldn't sag as if he was upside down. He was like, I got to do it this way. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not big into body shaming, but I, I, I definitely I definitely didn't feel bad for him because. I, years I've seen some ridiculously funny shit that he's that he's done, and it's malicious to the person that he. It's almost like bullying, but he just doesn't let up. So I get it. I I think. I mean, I'm not big into body shaming either, and this might be a double standard, but I'm like always against it when it comes to women and for men. I think it could be funny sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. specific yeah. specifically in this case, because. It's not like he doesn't body shame other people or mm-hmm. in his lyrics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you show up to the Super Bowl halftime wearing that shirt, you're trying like he didn't wear that shirt because like it's the most comfortable thing. He wanted to show off the guns, right? He wanted to show off the arms. So if you're showing if you're showing up to be like, yeah, look at me, look at these arms, people might look at other things instead. Yeah, and there's an comments. arm to belly ratio, bro. Like this just <laughs> side boobs action. Like there's a lot going on where <laughs> you kind of gotta put it <laughs> wear a spank or something under that shit, bro. I don't know. Do it, do uh, something. Anyways, 50, if you're listening, uh, you can find us on Instagram, political football pod, and get at cleave. You know, I don't know if he's taking on new clients, but he might make an exception for you. Uh, <laughs> Man. He, he charges he charges $10,000 an hour. So <laughs> I know everybody is uh, was, was thinking that maybe there'd be a Tupac hologram, but yeah. maybe they should just do a 50 hologram next time and and bring it back to 2000, 2003 status. Yeah, it when he got on there, I got a little nervous because of what Dave was um, saying about like they can't control them like once they're on stage and they kind of think what the what the performance is going to be you don't know mm-hmm. what it can be because um when i saw kendrick i was like this looks a little militant but you know it was all right well i thought i thought kendrick's was um was fantastic and with the i mean the sort of like african dictator sort of dress um mm-hmm. and then it was dancing. A aggressive it was aggressive right. and then dancing <laughs> on the overhead satellite view of Compton, it, you know, while singing all right, it really does kind of like drive that point home, even though like he knew they were going to censor the line. Mm -hmm. The rest of it was like, well, you can't censor the map and the outfit. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So they, to sacrifice that one line, like who, like who, who, who gave a shit about that? Because they got to get their performance, the entire performance. So, 
Well, I was just hoping that hearing We Hate Popo would cause, I don't know, Sean Hannity's heart to explode or something <laughs> <laughs> during during the Super Bowl. We might get something out of wow. it. Wow. Um, uh, so a couple of quick news items here before we get into some things for next year. The first is that if they're both on Brian Flores, Brian Flores added Houston to the lawsuit. Remember, he had an interview set up with them when the lawsuit dropped. Yeah. And then they hired Lovey Smith. Yeah. So I think he's going to allege um, that they chose not to hire him because of the lawsuit. Because why would you not hire Brian Flores instead of Lovey Smith? <sighs> well, see, but then if he, if he would have got hired, it would have been because he put the lawsuit up there. Like he, so he, it, he didn't have a, he, he didn't have a way to go with that. Cause you could, you could make the argument to say, well, we're giving you, we're giving you this, but again, you're bringing someone in the door that's suing the league. I'm sorry. It's uh, not suing the league, but. Oh, he's suing it, the league and the Dolphins yeah, coming, and the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. So no, you're no. coming at the, you, you're coming at the ownership part of it. Right. So. I'm trying to put this in like a like a a very funny. I was trying to do a, a very funny analogy. I think of anything like that where let's it, say let's say let's say that tomorrow Max Salad decides I just cannot take the Jets anymore. I quit. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And the Jets can pick between either Lovey Smith or Brian Flores to coach the Jets. Who do you want them to hire? I want fucking Flores, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, right. Uh, so somewhere there is a Texans fan. Uh, Cleve, who's like, what just happened here? Brian Flores but, wanted to come here, and we hired but, Lovey Smith instead. But Lovey was already there, and again, again, the why would you go? Why would you if if you're Flores? Why would you go from the Dolphins? Well, he it wasn't his. They got right. rid of him. It's the same fucking setup. You have no quarterback. Well, he had to a he had a quarterback that he didn't want, but with. With the Texans, it was even a bigger setup because you go there, you don't even know who your quarterback is going to be because they're definitely going to be Deshaun Watson. Well, they right? got they got Davis Mills in his thirty foot neck, <laughs> eight gold chains around that. But um, they wrapped Davis Mills's neck around fifties midsection. See <laughs> fifty, he said that. Oh man, but um, I wouldn't have no see. What two jobs did he have on the table when the lawsuit got filed? Saints and Outside Texans. The, okay, Saints and Texans, right? They did, both made in-house hires. Yeah. Who did the Saints take? Dennis Allen, remember? That's, 28 yes. Raiders. So that's even more, more egregious because that's Mr. 824 fucking Raiders. So, like, if anything, he should have got the Saints job, right? And I would I would have they have a better upside with the quarterback situation because you have Taysom and Jameis. Uh, and Taysom, Taysom got the list Frank late in the year. He's out until he's in well, at least. Well, you got later. Jameis, right? Jameis, Jameis will be back. I, okay. This is, this must be a hot take. I'd rather have Davis Mills than Jameis Winston right now. You fucking serious, bro. It's mostly an age and potential upside thing. Um, I mean, Davis Mills is a third round pick. So is Russell Wilson. I mean, it happens. Right, Dak was a fourth rounder. I mean, it happens. James, James, so I James, would rather have twenty-three-year-old Davis back Mills back to the Bucks and take the starting job from from what's there after Brady left. Jameis can actually go back to that job and take that job because he knows those receivers. Well, he knows Mike Evans. Sure, but 
Davis Mills, we have no idea. I mean, there's a there's a chance he is a Hall of Fame great quarterback. Jameis Winston is not. So if I'm a team that already sucks, I'd rather just have Davis Mills and see what happens. And if he sucks, he'd draft another quarterback later. But I don't want to bring in Jameis, who is clearly average to slightly above average at best. You when you, you could you have you just said you love a gunslinger, and that's exactly what what Jameis Winston is. Is a well, you didn't use the word gunslinger, you used the word uh, quarterback that can get reckless. Uh, yes, and I think that that is to Jameis Winston's benefit by and large. The thing is, is that we kind of know who and what Jameis Winston is. We have no idea about Davis Mills. So if I was a good team, if I'm the 49er, Jameis Winston, right, mm-hmm. um, or the Seahawks, if I'm the, or the Steelers, yeah. right, if I already have a team that could win garbage. So you might as well see, like, like what if you actually do have the next Russell Wilson? <laughs> like, you don't want to run him off or you know, whatever. So I'd rather just have Davis Mills in that situation. I'd rather have the Texas job than the Saints job because of the cap space as well. I would take Houston now before I would take. Okay. Fair enough. Ones. Um, so getting into next year, I warned you guys before the show, we would do a couple predictions for next year. And I was not going to tell Cleve what the questions were ahead of time, except for the last mm-hmm. one. Um, and so the, you know, Cleaver, about to get the DeLorean. We're going to make some predictions on February 15th to 2022 about next season. I have five questions here. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Question okay, number let's, one. Let's get to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Flux capacitor. Oh, man. Let's go. All right. Great, Scott. Right. Um. Oh, you know, I just realized I cannot be Marty McFly because I went back to 1950s and tried to flirt with my mom or whatever. I'm probably going to jail. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> You just uh, had to turn that dirty, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I, I'm I'm just saying, like it's it it, it would be it'd probably be a problem. Um. Oh man. Anyways, the point is is uh the question: Where will Aaron Rodgers play next year? Green Bay. Really? You think that that they're going all into that push? They're going to do it. They're going to keep him there. Yeah. What I mean, I don't think they're ready to go to love train just yet. So. But they're already forty-four million over the cap, and Devonte Adams is not signed. If they try to bring back Rodgers and sign Devonte Adams even to a franchise tag, that's they're at sixty-four. They're gonna ask. They're gonna ask Aaron for the hometown discount, bro. The double. What is it? The State Farm double check. Whatever the fuck it used to be. Discount double check. <laughs> hey Rodgers, get that Patrick Price. I don't think it's gonna work. I think Aaron Rodgers wants thirty million dollars a year. Um. Uh, I think he's going to end up in Denver. I think they're going to pull the trigger on it this uh, this year. They're going to hold it for a long time, and I think the Packers will get two first rounders and Jerry Judy. You know, he's you know, coach really nice. Teddy two gloves, huh? Uh, yeah, they might even throw they might even throw Teddy four picks in there, so <laughs> you can have uh, Bridgewater versus Jordan Love battling it out for the for the Packers at training camp. I just. I don't see how they can sign Devontae Adams and keep Aaron Rodgers. I don't see why Aaron Rodgers would stay without Devontae Adams. We'll see. If, if the, has he, well, has he said when he's going to decide what he wants to do or it's just. Nope. Nope. He has not. News he might even retire for all we know, but uh, so I guess nowhere is a appropriate guess here, but I think he's going to end up in Denver. I think he wants one more Super Bowl, man. And he's, he's definitely capable of delivering one, mm-hmm. but, um, Took him him to go out with one Super Bowl, it's gonna really, really like piss him off, dude. 
Yeah, when he's got the same amount of Super Bowls as Matt Stafford, but fewer yards. Yeah, it's gonna make him really mad. Yep. <laughs> um, more wins though. Speaking 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 of quarterbacks <laughs> that uh, aren't as good as Matt Stafford, where will Russell Wilson play next year? Seattle. So he's, he so he's staying too, not on the move. He's, he's not on the move, dude. I don't I don't see I don't see that happening. I think I think they'll make a they'll make a move um to get some pieces or whatever. But where like where would he go? The Giants. So, uh, he could go to the Giants. Probably not the he wouldn't worst idea that, in the world. Dude. He wouldn't do that, dude. Like every quarterback of that caliber, like they want to go to a fucking winner, dude. Like he's not doing that. The Giants are not a winner. They're not set up to win right now. I mean. Don't they have like two picks in the top 10 this year? Plus, once they add him, they've got Kenny Galladay. They've got Saquon Barkley. They got Kadarius Tony. I can't believe I'm saying that. Are you kidding? Saquon plays like three games a year since he's been in the league. Okay, so he's he's just really good Chris Carson. I mean, still, he still has him. I mean, like, he's still there. I I don't think it's terrible, but that's not where I think he's going. I think he's going to end up in Pittsburgh. Oh. That'd be weird to see. That I think happen. I, I think I think Tomlin wants about three more years. Try to get another one. Bring in Russ for that for that run. You got Claypool, got Deontay Johnson, got Najee Harris on the the rookie deal defense. Of course, you got T.J. Watt and get a good quarterback in there and go for it. I think I think Pittsburgh would do well to just trade three first round picks for Russell Wilson and and go for it. Okay. Because right now their starter is Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Russ can walk into the parking lot and that job is his. Into the parking lot before he even make, makes it to the building. They just say, hey, uh, Russ is in the parking lot. You you just got bumped on the depth chart, buddy. You have to pick for the Jets right now. What do you want next year? Adam Gase is your coach or Mason Rudolph is your quarterback? Oh, is death an option? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll take Mason, dude. I've seen the Gase show. Yeah, just see, see, maybe Rudolph uh, shows up and does something. Okay, so the third question here, Cleve, what will the Jets' record be next year? Listen, oh, we got we should get the Jeopardy music in here. He's thinking. Nah, well, because you know me, I don't, I don't do the, the entire record. I do. Uh, I do how many wins, which obviously would dictate how many losses. So I'm I'm predicting I predicted four five wins this last season. So I'm gonna go two more wins. So I'm gonna go six six. Oh, I'm sorry, seven wins. Seven and ten uh, next season. Yeah, seven and ten. So I have them going five and twelve next year. I don't see them getting much much better in the win column. Unfortunately, I think the Patriots are better than them. I think the Dolphins are better than them and mm-hmm. the bills are for sure better than them. Um, so I think that's five losses there. They'll probably pick off one of those. Um, that's five losses right there. Zach Wilson probably sucks. I mean, maybe not. There's, there's probably, a chance he would be good. Like, like there's a chance he could even be good, but he probably sucks, which is going to make it even harder because Mac Jones does not suck. Josh Allen does not suck, and Tua does not suck. It might not be great. It might be worth the fifth overall pick, we, but he doesn't we, suck. We saw an ancient quarterback come in, a almost ancient quarterback come in, and a, and a white mic where they started to build a statue for him because he had a Hall of Fame <laughs> game come in, and they, all three of those guys was better than Zach Wilson. 
So yeah, he <laughs> sucks. Okay. What's funny is you said ancient quarterback, and I didn't know if you meant Josh Johnson or Joe Flacco. No, no, really Josh, no, Josh Johnson was. The, I'm sorry. Uh, he was the first. That was ancient. Almost ancient was was Joe Flacco. <laughs> okay. Um, ancient, almost ancient. So yeah, so I got five and twelve. But either way, both of them with the losing record. Okay, Cleve. What will the Lions' record be next year? Remember, you faintly predicted they would win seven games this year. Yeah. Um. So for the listeners, I am in treatment for that. Um. So I'm <laughs> seeing someone about that. Um. Four, four games. Four games next year. Do you think the Lions win four games next year? Yeah. Four games. I oh. think the Lions next year. I want to get this on record as soon as I can. I think the Lions next year going to win 10 games and make the playoffs <laughs> wow. hold up i'm sorry i mean handed a note here um someone's asking me who's your guy i don't know what that means but they're asking me who's your guy so i'm assuming uh, it's it, it's ben but that's not the point um dave i think you have uh, shout, you'd out, have, shout out to ben you'd have better luck with your mom in 1950s okay yeah <laughs> 10 games holy shit. man yeah, you jumped out the window the- on that one roll this back next year yeah 10 games so well here's well here's the here's my thinking okay um the bears have a new coach and it's matt eberflus <laughs> the, the vikings have a new coach and it's not jim harbaugh and they're either stuck with Kirk cousins and no money or they're gonna have a new quarterback as well the packers could be losing aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams goes. The Lions will be the team in the division with the most stability across the board. Okay, so I'm going to give you a receipt for the bridge you just tried to sell me, and I'm also going to give you that you guys still have Jared Goff as your quarterback. So ten wins. Jared Goff. Jared Goff has been to the Super Bowl. He can certainly make the playoffs. <laughs> did you Did you watch the the House of Horrors this this year? With him worse for the Lions? Yeah, the Lions played well. He did not. He, the Lions, that team had a lot of fight in them, and it wasn't mm-hmm. because of him. It wasn't because of him. Yeah, I'm not arguing that Jared Goff. If is you guys had anyone like else that. but that guy, you guys would have won the goddamn seven games. I'm telling you. Uh, anyone else? Well, Zach Wilson? No, not. Well, come on. I mean, you're going to hold my foot to the fire with that? <laughs> if you. <laughs> If you mm, Jimmy G, yeah. If if you guys had Jimmy G, yeah, Jimmy G could win seven games with the Lions with that team that you guys put out last year. Jimmy G could win seven games with those guys. Derek Carr, yes. Kirk Cousins, yeah. Matt Ryan, no. Taysom Hill, no. I don't think he's a quarterback. I'm just that's just me. Taylor Heineke. The guy who played for the Washington Commandos or Commanders? I don't even know what fucking yes. name. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> so a worst name, by the way. It's a worst if, name. If, I don't know why two, you guys picked that name. If two were on the lines, so they win seven games last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that means you mean it. That means, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I honestly think that, the, like, obviously, you saw who won in that trade. Jared Goff for for uh, Matt Stafford like you you knew it maybe I think we all and you reminded us like you were like okay like we just got you know what I'm saying <laughs> you just got, got you know you guys got Jared Goff because I I agree with Jeff Fisher when Jeff Fisher was the coach of the Rams that Jared Goff like I think he put him like on the, the fourth on the depth chart 
that that was uh, our Aaron Donald had hard knocks, and um, he was like, "I don't know what's so special about Jared Goff." So here's the thing: teams with bad quarterbacks can make the playoffs. Teams with average quarterbacks can definitely make the playoffs, but most especially. Every other team in the division, it has something up in the air unless the Packers can run it back. Now, if the Packers completely run it back, if they find a way to bring back Aaron Rodgers and bring back Devontae Adams, their Lions aren't going to win 10 games next year because they're going to lose two games to Green Bay. But if the Packers are rolling out Jordan Love and the Vikings are rolling out literally nobody knows and the Bears are still the Bears, the Lions could win four of the six divisional games. And they'd probably be favored in four of them as well, all three at home, and probably against the That's Bears. A solid on the road. argument, that, right? I can I can see that, but that would have to line up just like that. But the Lions played up above their weight, uh, like they lost a lot of games that they could have won this year, as you yes. know from your prediction. This is what I'm saying. Which, like were, which means had fight in them. But that means that next year they get that fourth place schedule, despite probably not being a fourth place team. The Bears are probably the worst team in the division, division this year, yeah. but the Lions get the fourth place schedule next year mm-hmm. so they get the fourth place schedule and if the packers fall apart they'll probably be favored in four of six divisional games okay they can get to 10 even with jared goff okay well we'll see we'll see so i just want to be on the record with that as soon as possible um so that when the lions win three games next year you can just play this back over and over and over again it'll be your <laughs> ringtone for when i call and i'm going to ask you who's your guy again <laughs> <laughs> um, and once again, shout out to Ben. Um, sure. Man. Uh, hey, we can play the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme with Snoop rapping <laughs> over it. Um, man, speaking of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Larry, the Larry David crypto commercials are one of the best commercials of the Super Bowl by far. So you didn't bring up and I, I didn't see in the notes because I saw the notes late. So I admit I didn't catch the notes. I would have added this The celebration penalty. Oh, with Vernon Hargraves. Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? Bro? Was he? What the fuck was that? So for the listeners, Vernon Hargraves is a uh, top 10 draft pick bust of the Bucks, Who's now on the Bengals. Um, and after the Bengals scored their first touchdown, despite, not being dressed for the game because he's injured. He ran into the end zone to join the celebration with the players who were actually playing and picked up a 15 yard penalty for the team. And like flip flops, dude. He had the flops yeah, on. Yeah, like flops <laughs> on. They didn't even you know, know who he was. They they said like a a play, someone with out out of uniform came on the field. And yeah, then I thought it was later, like a fan. I was like that yeah. dude crashed that really good. But what's later funny they said who it was is that this is. One of the rare instances where Vernon Hargraves is lucky he looks like Vernon Hargraves because if he looked like Matt Stafford doing that, the security probably would have assumed he was a fan. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it actually worked to his benefit this time. That security's like, wow. oh no, he that dude yeah, swagged he out. He's 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 on the team. <laughs> like what if it was I a did, kicker? <laughs> well what Here's what I'm embarrassed about. I didn't know that could be a penalty. Like, I didn't know that you really couldn't do that. I mean, we've never really seen it done, but I was like, I, I was so confused. I didn't, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, that, that's odd. Some guys jumping around. It's not a coach, <laughs> which I'm like, okay, this is excessive. This is definitely going to be a penalty. 
But I'm like, who the fuck is that? Because, you know, football players wear helmets. I don't know what this guy looks like, you know? That was amazing, bro. 15-yard penalty for that shit. That shit, that could have cost him the game. At first, I thought it was like, like maybe a, a celebrity I didn't recognize who had sideline passes. <laughs> yeah. You know, some some mumble rapper I've never heard of before. Um, and crazy. he's out there running around, jumping around or whatever. But no, it was Vernon Hargraves who, despite amazing. not being not being able to play in the game, picked up a 15-yard penalty for the Bengals. <laughs> is is that a talking to or a sit down? Like what what happens there? That is the second most <laughs> Bengals thing that happened in this game. The most Bengals thing that happened is that Odell Beckham was killing them because Baker Mayfield couldn't complete a pass for Cleveland. So, like, the Browns were still beating the Bengals <laughs> because wow. they were so bad with Odell. They said Odell to the Rams, who was then killing them in the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> um, Cliff, how mad would you be if the Jets made the Super Bowl and some player not playing because he was hurt at you a 15 yard penalty? I mean, if it costs us the game, I would be probably really upset because I'm like, that's my shot. Like, that's it. I'm not, I'm, that's like Haley's comment for me. Like, you're never going <laughs> to see that ever again. Um, but yeah, thank God. I mean, you know, I mean, they did lose the game, but it's, it's, it's kind of like, I, I've never seen that. Like, I, I just didn't know what was going on. I was just like, what the fuck is that? That is the, that's probably the worst celebration penalty. Anybody's ever picked up the best, the best celebration penalty is from your boy, Elijah Moore at Ole Miss. He's the one that did the dog pee on the tree celebration. Uh, Do you remember that? Yeah. And the egg bowl I, I against didn't... Mississippi state. Wow. And so that game, so that, that celebration ended up the result sent the game to overtime and then his team lost. So like, like, the coach got fired and then like something else happened and the other coach got fired. Dominoes, bro. Catastrophic dominoes. Yeah. It was crazy. Like Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss right now because Elijah Moore <laughs> peed on the goalpost like a dog. <laughs> Jeff literally down on one four, lift the leg on the goalpost. Didn't Odell do that? I think Odell did that with the Giants. You know, he I might think have. He, <laughs> he did that. I'll probably send it to you offline. I'm pretty I'm okay sure he that. did that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Um, it's a good celebration. <laughs> Wow. It's market is territory, um, you know. Goalposts yep. is your territory. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with any of these celebrations, to be honest. I mean, as long as you're not like personally insulting the opponents, yeah. Um, and even then, if it's funny, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm here for a good joke. But I think, um, if, I think if you're losing by a certain amount and you you sack the quarterback, don't get up and like you know flex and stuff. Just get up, go back to the line of scrimmage, do your thing. Don't celebrate like that when you're no. Losing I, I, so mean, bad. I mean, I mean. You're supposed to give the ball to the referee, right? Remember in the, in the Steelers game when the fuck it, the fucker just like <laughs> wanted to get the first down. Chase Claypool, like, what yeah. What are you doing, bro? Just the full slow over. Spanish archer instead <laughs> of the ball to the ref. But here's the thing: I actually think Jeff, you're onto something. But I think there's like a like a gap. So if you're down by like 13 to 21, you should just get up and like get back in the game. If you're down by 10, you can use it to fire up your team. If you're down by 35, just celebrate. Yeah. Because nothing's going matter. right. So yeah. just just yeah. do like triple backflips. You know, yeah, because you saved the quarterback. We did football. Yeah. yeah the old ball club. Um, there's man. uh my favorite overall celebration though is when a wide receiver torches the defensive back and the quarterback overthrows them so it's incomplete and the defensive back does the incomplete sign with their hands like they had anything to do with it that actually happened with eli apple but cooper cup was actually catching the ball 
Because he was Apple strudel all over that fucking field, dude. Man, imagine putting Eli Apple one-on-one with Cooper Cup. Eli Apple sucked at Ohio State. First of He was all, bad in college. First of all, you know how we used to do that segment where he's still in the league? I didn't even think Eli Apple was still in the league. And I'm like, you're going to put him on Cooper Cup, dude? Are you fuck? But there was a there was a penalty that I, I don't think that they should have called on Apple because he was just trying to make a play. Um, oh, the play and, before uh, the pass interference. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was it was kind of touch and go. I mean, I didn't like I said. I, I mean, it could went either way, but I was like, wow, you know these these refs are calling us now. It's kind of weird. So, the Rams won the Super Bowl this year. The last question I have for you, Cleve: mm-hmm. Who is going to win the Super Bowl next year? Man. More Jeopardy music. Yeah, I mean, I had like a lot of a lot of teams are bouncing around in my head, but um, I actually think that the Rams could actually repeat. So let me get this straight: you're giving me all this grief about Stafford going to the Hall of Fame, and you think the Rams are going to go back to back? Yeah, I, th- I think they can. I think they. I think they can. I think. Uh, I mean, the things fell into place. I mean, if all right, so if this is it, so if if they didn't beat Brady then we wouldn't even be talking about Stafford, a Hall of Fame lock or anything like that. That would not be the discussion. But watching him quarterback, the actual team that play, like he's actually quarterbacking for the team, he, he looked good. He looked good, you know. So good are, playoffs and are the Rams your official pick? No, no I mean, 15th? Just no, as no. right now, you can change it over the offseason, but right now, are you yeah, saying yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I don't, I don't have any... I don't, I'm not sold on the Chiefs. And, you know, there's no more Brady as of right now. There's no more Brady. Uh, and then the Packers, I don't, like I said, you said they don't think that they, they can retain Rodgers. So there's no shot there for them. Well, I have a uh, $10 free bet on DraftKings. The mm-hmm. Rams are currently 10 to 1. So there we go. The Rams are bet to win the Super Bowl. So if it happens, I'll send you. 76 cents in honor of the rapper from the Hitman show. Um, <laughs> Jeff, do you have a prediction for who you think will win the Super Bowl next year? Uh, no. Do you want to just pull him out of a hat? Uh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Will Barry yeah. Sanders win the Super Bowl next year? Okay, so Yo. what we're going to do. Is that on DraftKings? Uh, I, I did cannot- see him in a commercial recently, so I don't know. I cannot bet Barry Sanders to win the Super Bowl, but what I can do, because he played his career for two teams, I can bet the Lions to win the Super Bowl. Uh huh. They have the longest odds. They are 150 to 1. Uh, yeah, that sounds um, right. And then I'm going to see if they will let me do this. I've actually never tried this across sports. I'm going to go to college football. I'm going to find Oklahoma State, where he played his college ball. And I can parlay this. And this is plus... Oh, hang on. 619,000. So I'm going to bet one American dollar that the Lions. Actually, I'm not going to do that. That's not enough. I'm going to bet 10 American dollars that the Lions will win the Super Bowl and Oklahoma State will win the college football playoff. If it hits, it is worth $61,910. Oh, my God. (laughs) So there we go. We're locked in. Good bet. Um, It's a good bet. Jeff, like if Shit. if this hits, I will give you seventy six cents and honor the rapper from the Super Bowl. Um, this guy's a regular daddy Warbucks over here. <laughs> um, 
so yeah so because and the reason i wanted to do that is that i actually did bet the rams to win the super bowl on april 18th last year um so i did get paid out on on that one i got offered a buyout from uh DraftKings before the game and i let it ride and i was not happy after halftime at the t higgins 75 yard touchdown <laughs> but it ended up working out ended up working out okay in the end so for me my official pick is february 15th for next year to win the super bowl shout out to shola is the baltimore ravens okay all right, I could dig that. Again, you know, you we'll probably be changing as the season preview and stuff comes up. We'll probably, mm-hmm. but just you know, it's just as of as of right now, because yeah, because obviously draft picks are gonna gonna um and off season moves are gonna gonna do that. Um, did you guys see before we close out? Did you guys see that the article about Eric Dickerson not wanting to go to the game because they gave him nosebleed seats? <laughs> uh no, did not, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you need to probably like look that up. It's it's fucked up. That they like Eric Dickerson, bro. <laughs> you think when you think of Rams, famous Rams, it's it's like him and uh Jack Youngblood. Jack Young. um, Henry yeah. Ellard, Flipper Anderson, Sack Leader, Sack Master, Jackie Slater. No, the the other guys, Mr. Helmet Slap. Oh, um, uh oh my god, Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones, yeah. I was like, I have to remember his name or he's going to come find me. I have to. Yeah. I can't well, forget he, this. Well, he's dead. That, that doesn't matter. <laughs> he's probably haunting the Hollywood Roosevelt right now, waiting for me to come back after not remembering his name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought that was kind of crazy. I forgot to send you guys that article. Like, he, he was like, he's not going to go to the game because they're giving him nosebleed seats and rightfully so they're gonna see eric dixon in the nosebleeds people are gonna be like what the fuck you couldn't get a game on like you couldn't get a, a sideline pass you're like mr ram they were afraid he was gonna run onto the field after a uh, in, in flip-flops <laughs> yeah yeah in flops <laughs> man it's great well maybe they were afraid he was gonna bring craig james with them and they didn't want any of the uh any of that trouble mm. oh. so so um is there anything else before i close out the show here no nah, it was it was, a, it was a very long season i know that um you know we you know we do this show and, and miss and miss like life happening in real life um and you know things just float i think only missed show this year um i i don't think you missed any nope yeah i don't think so so you you've got the uh, award for well you as know, you always say cleave the best ability is availability, availability. fuck yeah Fuck yeah, wow. Man. <laughs> so, um, so I thank you, um, um, for always showing up with the you know, ready to go and and you know, making the show one of this because, like I said, ev- everyone plays their part in it. And when uh, when we when we did our season preview show at the top of the year, it just felt like this is gonna be a long season, yes, which it was. It was, man. And a lot happened. Uh, obviously, it wasn't a lot of the COVID stuff like last year. But um, but then it was. Another season. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, no games were canceled this year, right? When when the season started, I thought Omicron was a transformer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how long it's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, I want to say uh, – Thank you to Jeff for helping us out here for the last the last month yes, or so. You, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff, this has been huge. We really appreciate it. And of course, Jeff is a co-host of the Hour Pod with 
with Jason. Um, Google search the hour pod, Twitter, all that comes up. And uh, Jeff, thank you so much. Thanks, if all, Jeff. You're man. welcome. If all goes well for you guys, I will not be back. <laughs> That's correct. And so that brings me to the next thing here. Um, not be back for the for the listeners. Um, you know, just been helping us out with some of the more technical aspects and production and stuff like that. I'm going to spend the next few weeks learning how to do that myself um, so that I can do that. I'm also spending the next few weeks graduating from college. So it's right. good. Yes. thank you. Thank you. Yes. So um, I'm very proud, but it's a lot all at once. So um, for the listeners, the show will be back. We'll be back in April for draft previews at the absolute latest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I'll, of course, always being in audio format, you know, we're on the Maddie S media network. So we're always uh, going to be in the audio format, but I don't know if and- I'm going to come back, try to do some YouTube stuff. I've got some ideas for, um, you know, screen sharing live stream sort of things i also want to get an official twitter account launched this off season as well get some more interaction with some of our listeners because i know y'all are out there and want to be able to talk to you guys so um you know we'll be gone for a little bit we are for sure coming back you know a little bit ahead of the draft with some draft previews yep 100 fully college educated too yes <laughs> um with a with a bachelor's degree um uh, oh, what's your real, uh, what's okay. your discipline What's your uh, discipline? Project management. Cleve, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, real quick. I'm contemplating. Um, Dad, don't get too excited. This isn't official. I'm contemplating <laughs> getting a master's in history. Okay. Uh, not for any particular reason other than the fact that I really like history. Um, okay. I don't want to really, like teach high school history or anything. So my question for you as a uh, successful person in the world does it make sense for me to pursue a master's degree when I don't want to use it to get more income or whatever, especially at 40 years old? Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's, uh, if it's something that's like, you just want to do it for a hobby and just want to, you know, have the, have it behind you, behind you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily spend that kind of money unless like you were in the military and they were going to put the bill or what, what if I won the money during the Super Bowl? I would I mean I mean I would if what if I'm on that FanDuel scholarship but if it was me I would put that money towards a house for me and my new bride so you know uh, if you're not going to use that degree uh, I would be using that as a nest as a nest egg for for uh building a home or getting a home or whatever it is or I already bet it all on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl next year let's go <laughs> me oh man i got a bridge i got a bridge you want to buy yeah. it comes with uh all the shit on it you know cars <laughs> everything <laughs> i got you um yeah so no i actually bet it on the lines to make the playoffs because yeah well you know, I'm the, about it. the the short answer is um when it comes to stuff like that if if you if you have someone pay for it like meaning um a job or military or whatever go for it but if you're gonna spend you know, that kind of money on something that you're not really going to use to, to, to have any monetary gain. And I, I wouldn't do that. That's just my personal opinion. You know, it's just to say that you have a master's at that point. I cannot wait to be texting Cleve, asking him questions like, so what exactly happened to the treaty again? <laughs> I'm going to give you governor's Palin's number and um, she'll help you out. Cause she didn't know who the access powers were in the, uh, in well, the, in the second big one. I mean, Sarah Palin does famously like black guys from Michigan. She likes Glenn Rice. She might answer my call, but when I ask her like questions about history, she'll hang up immediately. 
Yeah. In is that alleged? I think the thing with Glenn Rice is still technically allegedly. I think I have to say, <laughs> but I, I don't know that it's re- like, like OJ allegedly killed those people. Like, I think it's one of those. Um, uh, Juice, baby. <laughs> um, Juice. Uh, OJ Simpson ran for 2000 yards and probably had better seats than Eric Dickerson who also ran for 2000 yards. He's the, he's the true 2000 yard rusher. Did in the last games. You know me. I'm a boomer, bro. <laughs> I respect I respect that record versus the others because the others had a couple more weeks. That means he averaged he averaged his average was ridiculous for twelve. I think he did it in twelve games. Yeah, that's like that's like games. one thousand yards per body. Yeah. Oh shit! I, I read. <laughs> I read that uh, they wanted to cast him originally as the Terminator, but nobody could see him as like this heartless uh, killer. Wow! Back when Terminator came out. Oh my wow. god. Um, <laughs> Hey man, that was Norbert from Naked Gun. You never hurt anyone. <laughs> Fucking kidding me? Fucking Norbert. Oh man, when he when he did the touchdown celebration with those babies and almost spiked them, I just that was just <laughs> comedy yeah, gold. Was, yeah, comedy gold. Crazy. What's this week, Jeff? Before we go, what's uh, what's this week's uh tag on the hour? Oh, so we got uh, um, the Catholic Church is finally doing right by um a bunch of kids, um, that were affected by something a priest did. Um, he said, uh, we, instead of I, when he baptized them. And so all their baptisms are moot. And so they have to go get rebaptized. So okay. he, he said, we baptize you in the name of the father, the son, the Holy ghost It should be I. And so they, they have to redo it. Okay. So, finally, finally, they're making a stand for what's right with the kids. So wait a minute. So is that like, if you were getting sworn in as the president and you had your like r- left hand on the Bible and it's like, it's not official. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, so, uh, yes, he does have to say I there. That is technically they were not baptized, but, but, um, I like, they shouldn't have to get baptized again. You think they could do like a papal dispensation to be like anybody who was baptized by this guy who misspoke Pope, whatever his name is, can be like, you're all good. You know, I don't know that they need to make him go through the entire process all over again, but have you guys heard of soaking? soaking um i'm going to pretend (laughs) that i haven't okay so i'm not going to go into it i suggest you google it so uh i think it's with the mormon church soaking all i'm saying is that um every church is good at finding loopholes for stuff they could find a loophole for we instead of i come on okay so i was gonna say do i search for my work computer or my personal computer uh personal computer please Okay, well there you go. That work computer, that. but log in as the coworker you don't like. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure there's no there's no there's nothing in the in the Bible that says you can't do that. When that, no, because when when I've I, I know for you, like you'll send me stuff and be like, hey, um, like don't open, don't open against, <laughs> don't open in front of other people. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have to like leave the planet to open Dave's text. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> leave the planet incognito mode in Mars. So exactly, I uh, so Jeff, I do actually know what soaking is, but I know what it is because of Megan's favorite YouTube podcast person, Chelsea Lynn, who does the character Trail Trash Tammy, and oh. on the viral podcast that Chelsea hosts a caller called in to describe this and she had never heard of it. And I was like, well, now I don't feel so bad. I didn't know what it was because she didn't know what it was, but now I know what it is because of that. So I do know what it is. I'm going to go back to pretending like I don't know what it is. Okay. 
Wow. I'm just I'm just glad that now your podcast is on the same level as the Trailer Trash Tammy podcast. Yeah. We're talking much, about the same same content, you know. Yeah. Same I mean, level of Yeah, same equipment, same number of followers. Um yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm funnier, but like other than that, you know, it's obviously, pretty, obviously. Wow. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. I, I am not. Uh she is absolutely hilarious. Um uh and she's not paying us for this for this plug, but it she's she's very funny. Um okay. So that's the tag, Jeff. That's so that how many people were talking? Like hundred? Uh I don't know how many people are. Uh, how many how many kids they they screwed over with this one. It's probably a lot. So if a priest so if a priest stuttered, That was funny, Jeff. I caught pri- that. I, I see you saw me trying to talk into it because I didn't <laughs> 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 Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I you know you totally fucked it up, but um Jeff tried to sneak that one in there. But um yeah so if a priest like stuttered and or couldn't read good or whatever it is because that's what 50 50 does he, he was trolling Floyd Mayweather about not reading I think he said I'll give you seven hundred fifty thousand dollars if you can read a page out of a Harry Potter book to your favorite charity <laughs> yeah he, he, he said I'll give you seven hundred and fifty thousand to your fa- to your to your favorite charity if you can read a page out of a Harry Potter book now unrelated to this when you guys get offline, go on YouTube and put in uh, Floyd Mayweather um, reading a drop. He he's reading. He was reading a drop on uh, the Charlemagne the God show, and it took him literally like so. Charlemagne the God read it like in like twenty seconds, ten second, ten twenty second drop. It took Floyd like six minutes to read. Like he had to like look at his own name. Like I I am Floyd Mayweather. I'm like. That's your name. That's you. But that that's, that's what 50 phenomenal trash talk. Yeah. And that's what 50 50 does. Cause 50 says you can't read. And Floyd's clap back was, well, I'm rich, but um, that footage came out of him doing a drop that took forever. You know, I but was, again, that's who 50 was, man. That's, I realized that Jeff probably doesn't know this story, but he probably knows the people involved. Jeff, do you know who Lawrence Taylor and Terry Bradshaw are? I know uh, who Terry Bradshaw is. Okay, so Lawrence Taylor is a linebacker for the Giants. Great. Greatest, greatest, greatest ever. He's fantastic. Uh, you would know him from Tecmo Super Bowl, the really fast guy on the Giants on defense. Um, oh, yeah. So Lawrence Taylor said about Terry Bradshaw that he couldn't spell cat if you give him the C and the T. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that, which I don't think will ever fantastic. be taught. Yeah, no, no, that's undefeated. That's undefeated, bro. I mean, and it's Lawrence Taylor because is he going to fight Lawrence Taylor? I don't think so. At the time, I don't think so. So I think now, take that. I think and something he, like <laughs> something like that, or something like a boxer. You, we didn't know enough about uh, brain injuries uh, back in the day to to really understand how what the cognitive um, impact would be of that. Yeah. So Terry Bradshaw not being able to spell cat. I mean, he got hit a lot. I assume as a quarterback, right? Yeah, but you spot a guy C, the C and the T. Can I, can I buy a vowel? <laughs> um, a lifeline? Jesus. That's, so we're that's saying what? that Bradshaw does not have a long streak going to Wordle right now. That's the. <laughs> no, I don't either. And I never got sacked. <laughs> yeah. Wordle makes me feel stupid. I just have a disorder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, we'll be back. Like I said, April at the latest for some draft for some draft preview. If we're able mm-hmm. to get together a little bit sooner or a little bit before that. Um, 
have some ideas for some off-season shows and we try to bring some mm-hmm. off-season guests for some of these topics um as well as we get ready for the season so hang in there with us we will be back the show is coming back like i said in april at the latest um in the meantime maddieicemedia.com for all of your uh podcasting needs cleve will you be releasing another episode of the manual between now and april yeah yeah my my plan is between now and before the show returns to probably get out about maybe 10 episodes oh. uh half and half half guests and then half just fire chat monologue stuff well there you go so you can always uh subscribe to cleve's uh podcast the manual as well uh cleve any parting words before we go now nah, i, I want to thank you guys for um for this because like i said i um Sometimes I need to laugh and uh, this stuff was born from the pandemic and it's kind of become a part of, of what I do now. So it's, it's been great. And you, you're great co-host and um, Jeff, Jeff jumped in like, like he's been there the entire time. So it's a testament of, of your friendship with him, but uh, also that, you know, he didn't miss a step with us. So awesome stuff, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you again, Jeff. Uh, Had a great time. Had a great time. Well, and you are definitely a friend of the show, and we'll have you yeah. on at some point talk about the the hour pod. And he knows some of these offseason topics where we don't talk about the third string defensive backs of the Denver Broncos. Um, <laughs> you might be, uh, uh, you know, might want to come on and come on for those for those as well. But yeah, we will see uh, the listeners April at the latest. And until then, uh, everybody have a good time and go Lions. Peace.